welcome back to the Standing Tall podcast, or Douglas's Struggleses, if you will. You're in for a treat today, because I really struggle with the topic of the day. <laughs> John is back, and you just heard him laugh. That was deep. We're very excited to have Jonathan back. Uh, John just had the COVIDs, <laughs> so he's going to tell us, tell us how that was. Well, it wasn't bad. If you've had COVID and it was horrible, I apologize because I don't mean this to brag, but like I had it and it really wasn't bad at all. It was like, honestly, like a below... John's being prideful with his immune system. It was like a below mild cold for like three days, and that was pretty much it, but I had to quarantine for 10 days, which was the only part that sucked, but it, it wasn't bad for me. I don't know if I'm super healthy or anything, but... John thinks he's better than people who have struggled with COVID. Yes, that is what I'm getting at. I'm just kidding. Well, we are glad he is back, obviously, because he's just wise and whatnot. It's so horrible to have to just stay in the confines of your own house for that long. It's torture. First world probs. Honestly. So, uh, people have asked me about the little guitar riff at the beginning of our podcast. It's not me. It's just a little preset thing. I play guitar, but I'm not, like, that nice with it. Like, Mr. Preset Man, who <laughs> does the little, I don't even know how it goes. Bump, bump, bump. But, yeah, that's not me. So, our friend, I call her Impresh. Uh, she was roasting our original name of Big For God. Uh, Big For God is pretty popular among people who have heard it, but she was trying to roast us, and she said we should call it Large for the Father, <laughs> and I just thought that was really funny. I'm all for the name change. Large for the Father. Um, still have to be over six foot tall, because large, you know, doesn't say average for the father. For sure. <laughs> so, uh, John and I, last episode that we had together, we were listening to it on our way to the wreck or whatever we were doing, and John said, my voice sounds like someone you were trying to talk down off a bridge. Well, many people know that I have, like, a very kind of, like, monotone kind of voice. Like, I don't get quiet, maybe? Maybe quiet. And, like, I don't get, like, too hyped up or excited easily. And I was listening to it, and I was like, dang, I sound like depressed so if you're listening to this and you think that i am not i'm perfectly happy with my life i just i might sound like john says he's okay but his eyes say please help yeah my <laughs> voice says else elsewhere but. so john's gonna sit closer to the mic today uh we haven't really tested the sound and this is all just like just raw footage we don't edit anything so like i have no idea if you're gonna be able to hear john or not today, but I think he's sitting closer to the mic than he usually does. Speaking of the mic, John's little brother Ryan. Freaking Ryan. Freaking Ryan. Go yeah, ahead. I was so this mic that we use is is my younger brother's, and he uses it. He used it past tense. Past tense. When he played, he would play PS4, and he would talk to his buddies while he was playing. And it had been probably a year since he used it when we took this for ourselves because it was at my house and so we were using it and earlier this week maybe he was like hey can I have my PS4 back and I'm like sure and he's like can I have my mic back too and I was like 
Oh, oh my god. So Ryan, when you hear this, uh, you're horrible. <laughs> Just a horrible person trying to take away so if we sound, so you can play games. If we sound different <laughs> next next podcast, it's because we're probably going to be using our phones. <laughs> or if you never hear from us again, it's because it's of John's little brother, Ryan. So, uh, if you know John and I, you know that we kind of look alike. Like, obviously we're both tall and kind of blonde. I don't know. I think my hair color is like honey Miss Auburn, but I don't know. We won't get into that for sure. So, John was actually preaching at his church in Nitro a couple Sundays ago, and I went and his pastor, what did he say exactly? It was funny. Well, I was at the front, like the second row from the front, and it was like 10 minutes before service. And I was just sitting up there waiting for service to start. And Doug had just came in the back. And my pastor said that he saw Doug, and he was like, because he knew I was up front, he's like, how did John get back here so fast? Because <laughs> Doug was talking to someone else, and he was looking at him from the back. And then he was like, whoa. He thought I had a, another brother. But... Yeah, he got us confused, and it was kind of funny. Yeah, that was interesting, for sure, and it just happens a lot more than that. So, we're kind of sorry if this podcast makes you feel like crap, uh, but to fully appreciate our salvation and to grow, we must understand our position as sinners so we can appreciate God's position as Savior. Uh, we also must know our sin in order to grow, because if you do not see your sin. There's no way to get rid of it. That's it's just ignorance, not knowing your sin or just expecting uh, growth. So if you do feel bad, that's good because it means that the Lord is working on you and just exposing the sin that's in your life. So if you listen today, uh, we are about to discuss pride. So just put your conviction seatbelts on. Uh, hopefully you just receive something from this. So, uh, John's dad, Jim, so cool. Jim is sick. Top 10 guy. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily top 10. He said, he was joking around, he said we need to title this episode the best episode ever. I'm not even sure how to explain that joke, but, like, it kind of makes sense to me. I thought it was funny. Funny enough to mention. Talking about pride. Yeah, okay, yeah. That makes sense. I'm silly. So... Getting into pride, the definition of pride, according to Google, I think, is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one, one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated, or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. For sure. I mean, I think pride at its base is just, you know, thinking either too highly of ourselves or know placing value placing our self-worth in what we can do or you know what we look like or what we can think about or our past achievements um, what we're going to talk more about today is that you know for the goal of the Christian and the follower of Christ is that our value would be unshaken because it's in Christ Jesus and he is unshaken and that you know our our self-worth has nothing to do with where we are or what we've done but who God is and what he's done for us. That's facts. Second Corinthians ten seventeen says, Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Does it say boast in yourself? For obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, so you have the next little note. Did you put there? 
So, you know, um, pride and humility are the differences between putting our trust in God and in ourselves. As to trust in ourselves is prideful because it really shows that we don't have a real good understanding of just how little we're capable of without the Lord. How much we need God. In James uh, 4, 6, it says, um, But he gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. One thing, one way to think about that is, is as you talk about you know, humility being to, to value God's power and pride being to value ours, as we look at you know, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble, maybe that's just parallel to the power there. And what I mean by that is if we look to God in humility, he will be able to bless us because it's his power being but if we look to ourselves and our own pride, you know, what can we do apart from the Lord and apart from, you know, temporary achievements? So to, to see that where God opposes the proud, um, I don't see why we should expect anything other than, you know, coming up short of the Father's power when we rely on our own power. I think that's just kind of the results of wherever we choose to place that um, value in our lives. Relying on ourselves will only get us into trouble because, as we have just talked about, we are just broken people who <laughs> suck, you know. Uh, so the moment that I knew I struggled with pride was when I was like, yeah, I don't really think I struggle with pride that much. Um, and I've said it before on this podcast, but we all struggle with everything. Uh, because we are simple, and that's just how it works. Um, our friends, uh, homegirl M. Fresh, and our friend Abby, she told they told me this little story of another podcast they were listening to, and it just really stuck with me. Uh, this lady, she was uh, speaking, and then af- about pride, and then afterwards, one of the listeners came up to her. And said, I could never struggle with pride because I think too negatively about myself. And she responded and said, no, you're still being prideful because you're thinking about yourself. Uh, Our thoughts can definitely get us into trouble. Um, I read yesterday Philippians 4, 8, and it just really stuck with me. And I think it pertains to this as well. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true... Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Uh, I don't know, John, but does it say to think about yourselves? It really doesn't. I don't think it does. I just don't. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird because we, we don't think of pride that could be about a negative thing, but, you know, one of the things that maybe I hear more because I'm in ministry church but one of the things you know i hear a lot or have heard a lot is and you all probably heard it too or thought about it is the idea that you know we're too far for christ to save and that's obviously not true and any christian will tell you that's not true but to think that way about ourselves that what we've done is more powerful than what god has done for us that's really good is really arrogant of us and it, it doesn't have to be positive it can be negative and um, I think, you know, to take away the power of the cross in favor of, you know, I've done too much, 
is just as arrogant as saying, you know, I can do all these things or I've done all these things. Um, both are taking away from the power of the one. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be positive. It's just, you know, where is your, where are you focusing on? Is it who you are and what you've done, positive or negative, or is it the power of the one? Yeah, like a lot of times I think of pride is people just being like arrogant. Like, I can do this, I can do that, I have done this, I have done that. Um, it was just very interesting and convicting to see um, and just think about uh, pride also being like negative thinking about yourself because you are thinking about yourself and that is bad because we don't want to do that. Uh, so there's a quote from John Bellion that John wants to read. And talk well, about. he's not, I don't know how to describe John Bellion. If you know him, you might know, you know, a better way to describe him than me. He's a rap artist, rapper, hip hop, or something. He's kind of in the middle. Music, for sure. He does we music that much. 100%. And he's <laughs> like, not all his songs are 100 Like, he's not like a pure Christian artist, I wouldn't say, but he talks he's about. He's no Chris Tomlin. Huh? He's not, he certainly isn't Chris Tomlin. Um, but he does talk in a lot of his songs about his faith that he does have. And one of the quotes that he has, and this is going to sound weird to say it, like, with, in, outside of the context of the song and the rhythm and all that. But one of the quotes that he has that I've always liked is where he's talked about, you know, for me to um, fake humility is a corny way to be arrogant. And, you know, as we talk about, um, you know, not thinking of our own power, to go off that quote, I don't think it's arrogant to know that you're good at something. So, like, mm -hmm. one example, and I don't know if we've talked about this before on the podcast, but Doug and I both golf. And both of us are pretty good at golf. You know, none of us are going to make the tour or anything in our lives. But compared to, you know, 70, 80% of the golfers that play casually, I think we're probably better than, and I think we are good at golf. But to know that, to know that, I don't think is bad. But to put, so I don't think it's a bad thing to know that, you know, we're doing well or to know that, we're obeying the Lord in certain parts of our lives, but to put our faith in our own ability is, I think, the wrong thing. I think that's where it's not meant to be placed. And I don't think that's our natural position to think about the Lord. You know, we talk about Philippians 4.8 that Doug read earlier where it says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, and it lists all these good things and it says, think about those things. I think that's written knowing that, you know, those aren't our default things to think about. Um, I think, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you think, well, you know, maybe I'm not um, thinking about what's good or what's commendable or um, that's not really my default position. That's okay, but it's saying, you know, make every effort to make your mindset these things. Mm -hmm. um, I, I certainly don't think it's our default position to go um, or to think about, you know, God over ourselves. I think that shows in you know our, our wicked nature and our position in the salvation story, but mm -hmm. that's certainly something we have to strive for. And you know, to know that you're good at certain things isn't necessarily arrogant. It's is that where your hope is in? Yeah, and I think that's where it applies. For me, to fake humility is a corny way to be arrogant. Also, just going off that, um, like an example, like I play guitar a little bit, and it would be just really 
arrogant of me if I was like, I'm the worst guitar player on earth, and then I just bust out like the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song, <laughs> which isn't easy, but I just like to play theme songs. So, yeah, The Office, Lord of the Rings, Pirates of the Caribbean, I like to play all those things. But it would be arrogant of me to be like, I suck at guitar, I'm not a good guitar player, and then I bust out something that a lot of people just can't do. Like, that's arrogant. You're like, oh, okay. Like, you're going to say that and then do that. Like, that's kind of jerk. Like, jerkish. That's not a word, but... I think before, like, a lot of times when I've done that, like, not to say this is what happens every time, but it's probably, like, it's kind of like fishing for compliments. Oh, yeah. Like, you do something good, and you're like, oh, that wasn't that good. What do you think? And obviously, they're going to think it's good, if it is. Mm -hmm. But it's like, there's nothing wrong with saying, like, if Doug said, you know, I'm pretty good at guitar. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I think, you know, that's, if his ability at guitar dictates how he feels and how he values himself, that's probably over the edge, but, um, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that, I don't think. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, in golf, if you hit, like, a, if you hit a shot on the green, like, obviously some people are going to think that's good, and if someone says, like, oh, good shot, and you're like, are you kidding me? That was not a good shot. Like... You're the worst. You're the worst person on earth. <laughs> yeah, so just, yeah, like what he's saying here, uh, faking humility is arrogance. And obviously, we do not want to be arrogant. Uh, the opposite of pride, now we're going to talk about humility. Uh, humility is a modest or low view of one's own importance. Um, this made me think of Philippians 2, 3, and 4, it says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Before you go on, Doug, you know, as I, I kind of think the same thing of this as I did at the last verse, um, where it says, um, count yourself, count others more significant than yourself. And it says, let each of you not only look to his own interests, but also to others. I think where it says not only to your own, again, I think, you know, the writer of this knows that our default position is what do I want? And what do I desire? And what do I need? And I think he's saying, you know, that's going to be your natural play, but make an effort to also consider others. And if you can... Um, to consider them above yourselves. You know, when you wake up in the morning, there's a good chance that the first thought in your mind is, what do I want to do? But mm -hmm. to go past that and to say, Lord, that's my natural position, but I don't want it to be. Help me, you know, refine my heart, um, put others' needs above my own. Um, I don't think that's our default position. Yeah. So... We're going to get to the personal stuff, which I know a lot of people like because it's kind of like me roasting myself and kind of hilarious. just being uh, kind of vulnerable and just allowing the listener a look inside my life and how maybe you can kind of relate and just see my own personal struggles. And John might have some too, but probably not. Is that true? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, we all we'll see. Are prideful. So one thing I do that is prideful. Sometimes I will just go back and watch my old basketball highlights 
to just like make me feel better about myself and i'll just like think back to like certain games that i had and be like man i was on top of the world after that game like <laughs> one game i just i played really well and then i woke up the next day and had like 500 new followers on instagram from that school and like i just you should not find value in things like this because who cares who cares that 500 people that i don't know see me post eight times a year <laughs> you know it just doesn't matter and like that's just so prideful i'm like man i missed that you know like look what i did you know i want to relive that so i can get that same feeling that i had when i was there yeah i don't i don't have instagram anymore or you know sounds better than me yeah that's what i'm getting at actually um no <laughs> um i don't have instagram anymore and that's for a wide array of reasons you know i really learned to not like instagram at all but i remember when i first got it um probably late high school or early college um when it started getting pretty popular and i remember when i would get more or less likes or when people would follow me or unfollow me that like my mood would sway a lot and that like i would get either really down or really too high for my own good depending on likes as if that matters at all as if anyone would think if like if you like a post you're literally have like think about it not at all like 20 minutes later and to think that that means anything and so i just remember thinking man this there's nothing there's no way this is good for me to have this big of an emotion still based off of you know whether i have whatever it was you know 60 or 70 likes as opposed to however many more or whatever it was. Um, that's just not a healthy way to go about life, I didn't think. So. No, we should not value and like judge who we are as a person based on how many likes we get and how many more followers we have than people that we're following. Because um, I'm guilty of seeing someone that like follows a lot more people than they're following, and I'm like... Well, they're not very cool. <laughs> that's horrible. I wasn't even planning on saying that, but that's just, that's horrible. You should not, social media can be evil if you look at it like that. Like, it's a tool to stay connected to people um, and just see, like, you know, like, what up? Maybe some memes here and there. But, like, <laughs> if you just, like what John is saying, like, if you just place your value and worth in, your amount of followers or the number of likes you get on a post that's just that's that's when it becomes a problem and i just challenge you if you are in that space to just take a step back and examine where you're at with that um so yeah so this is kind of embarrassing my next <laughs> thing with pride i'm not saying i'm not i don't even know what i'm saying i'm not condemning people who have like dating apps and whatnot i don't know i don't know well that's a different discussion but i will say this is embarrassing so i used to like many months ago don't worry like i'm not like out here swiping and whatnot but i used to have a literal hinder account so random girls would affirm me of myself yeah. i'd be like okay swipe right i think she's pretty and then it's kind of like the instagram likes thing like 
either immediately or a little while later, you get a match, and you're like, okay, I must, I must be all right, you know, since I got this random girl who I don't even know, I got her attention, so that must mean I am worth something. I think, like, boys and girls will do that a lot, not even knowingly, like, I know a lot of dudes, especially, not to call anyone out, but um, I figure probably every guy has done this once or twice, probably not even on purpose, but, you know, trying to get a girl's attention just to feel better about yourself. Um, I remember early, I, I wouldn't say I do that much anymore, but really, you know, dudes, I probably do it at some point. Um, because I'm not perfect, but I remember, you know, plenty of times in college when I would, you know, get a girl's attention just to hype myself up, and I would think after, like, why would you do that? Like, that's such a jerk move to do, to mm-hmm. play with someone else's emotions just to feel better about yourself, and that's, like, really deep, and, like, that's a horrible thing to do, um, but, you know, it's something that I can remember doing, and I can remember pursuing, and, you know, the same thing with you know, I don't think it was any better because it wasn't on Tinder. Um, but to put your value in, you know, how much attention you're getting from someone that you think is cute or um, something like that is really not a good thing, both for your own soul and obviously, you know, it's selfish to do that against them. Yeah, we should not seek relationships for that purpose, to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. Like, the purpose of relationships is just to do life with someone and for them to bring you closer to God. Uh, we could talk about relationships, but we're not going to. This is funny. Uh, after our last podcast, uh, John was like, all we do on this podcast is just get on and talk about how single we are. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. But we're not going to do that today. This is about our pride. We're talking about pride. So, But, yeah, like John said, that is bad to just find our value and worth in um what other like the attention that others give us and just how we feel when uh, someone likes us if that makes sense Uh, we need to let god affirm ourselves and not other people not even other people like getting a match on tinder like what does that even mean who cares like odds are you're never going to meet that person all it is is a quick little half second of okay i feel good about myself that's it uh, but if we let God from ourselves, we will always have joy and just feel encouraged because he loves us. And he paid the ultimate price for us. He did more than just swipe right on a picture of us. He literally died on the cross for us. And that is just so, obviously, so much more important and valuable than just a quick half second of, oh, this dude's hot, let me swipe right. We might message, you know. We were less twice. That might be the worst thing I think I've ever. <laughs> I'm heard. so sorry. You just compared. Tinder. You just compared the gospel to Tinder. How do you feel? Well, it's <laughs> right swipes because that means that's good, right? I've never had a Tinder. Yes, okay. I understand what you're saying. Maybe I'm just good job. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I was letting other people affirm me that whole deal rather than letting God affirm me. And I am just happy to say now that I find my, just, I boast in Christ and not myself as much, not as much in my looks. I'm not seeking 
that affirmation from others like I do from God. I'm just very thankful that he's led me out of that because that's just not a good place to be in, obviously, or we wouldn't be talking about it. Another thing, John and I were talking about this before. Uh, sometimes, not sometimes, oftentimes, I feel entitled to receive blessings from God because I'm a, quote, good person and, quote, don't do anything majorly wrong. Like, if you look at me from the outside, outside, you'll be like, oh, he's a good dude, you know, he just lives for God, he loves others, blah, 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 like, he's a good dude. That's just not, that's just so surface level. Um, but sometimes I'll look at myself that way and be like, I do not do anything majorly wrong. I do read my Bible every morning, all these things, um, and somehow I will feel entitled to receive blessings from God. That's honestly, that's a that's the prosperity gospel that we've talked about. Like, what can I do to get something from God? What can I do for God so I can get something in return? Yeah, you got that. <laughs> that's, a, I mean, that's just, wow. That's just not knowing how the relationship is supposed to work. To want what Jesus can offer is, is a failure to know who he is. And, you know, to talk about, you know, I've never done anything majorly wrong is also really not to understand our sin. Um, you know, I can say with full of confidence that I have never killed anyone, but that doesn't mean I've never been angry at anyone. Mm -hmm. And the Sermon on the Mount says that's the same thing as far as where your heart goes. So, um, you know, anytime I think I've never done anything majorly wrong, a quick read of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, will tell me, that's just not true. You bad. I'm very bad. You wrong. <laughs> very wrong. Uh, this makes me think of the Cody Carnes song, Nothing Else. That's just such a powerful song to me. Uh, one line says uh, in the chorus, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. Uh, he never has owed us anything, yet he's given us everything. Yeah. Uh, that's just very true and powerful uh we're going to talk about a practical way here in a sec to uh pray and just practicing coming to god in prayer without any requests and just seeking his heart so uh john like what do you struggle with a little like i've been kind of roasting myself now it's Sounds your like turn me. hopefully um i've never had a John's holier than I. Not true. <laughs> um, you can tell by that cringy joke I made. <laughs> One of the big, like, I guess it, it kind of relates more to when we talked about earlier where it can be a negative thing. You know, I've been um, a youth pastor now for probably two and a half years. I actually talked about this in the sermon I preached two years ago. Um, and I can remember early on you know, as I thought, like, obviously it was a desire of my heart that, you know, these kids would grow and they would know more of the Lord and that they would become good Christian people. But, you know, early on, it, it was about what I could do. So I would, you know, I would um, review a study lesson and I would think, okay, i got to get this right because if I mess up, then what's going to become of them? And that's just not how it works, um, you know. Obviously, I believe, you know, ministers should be prepared. I don't think 
that we should just go to the pulpit every Sunday planning on the Spirit to do everything 100%, um, or everything as far as, you know, give you the words to say and not prepare it at all. But it was a really sobering lesson to learn, you know, I really, I can entertain these kids for an hour, but in the eternal realm, I can do nothing. There is nothing that I can affect these kids that will, um, you know, change their eternity. And that's a, that's a work of the Spirit, and that's a work of Christ. And so one of the things regarding pride that I had to kind of endure when I was beginning in ministry and kind of had to swallow my own pride was, you know, God, I can't do anything for these kids. I can, you know, the most I can do is turn them to you. That's it. I can't change their heart. I can't, you know, send them to heaven. I can't get them through the gates. I can't do any of that. And so that kind of switched where it was less about me, like, okay, what spin do I want to put on it? Or, you know, how do I want to get myself into the story? And less and more about just opening the word of God, just showing them, okay, here's where God, here's where God is, and here's what he thinks of you, and here's what he's done for you, despite that. And all this different stuff and just trusting that you know the Lord will do what he wants to do and that the Lord is the one that gains the power and that the Lord is the one that can do all this stuff so for me it really came in in kind of putting my own ability aside if I had any which I probably didn't and saying you know I understand that this is a work of the Lord and that's what I wanted to do and that's all Y'all, this cracks me up. John's struggles are like, how can I best help my youth and just be the best youth pastor possible? My struggles, I'm like, ha, 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 I'm on Tinder. I watch my basketball highlights. <laughs> well, no, because, okay, first of all, that's not true because one of the best sins I've ever committed or I've ever done was earlier when I made that created <laughs> about Tinder. And second of all, I talked earlier about, you know, I, I don't mean to say it lightly, trying to get girls' attention and stuff like that. So I'm not just like... Oh, I know, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> my biggest struggle was being too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's John, everybody. So we're going to talk about a couple practical ways to just practice and grow in humility. Uh, John said this, and it was good. He said, don't just read your word to read it. Try to read it from the approach of, I need this. For sure, you know, I think a lot of us look at the Bible as, you know, maybe a, a good thing for our nightstand or something like that. But, you know, it's easy to kind of get into a rhythm, even if you're reading it every day and just getting into a rhythm of, okay, this is just something I do. But do you look at your Bible as something you cannot live without? And I mean that literally. When you look at your relationship with Jesus Christ, do you look at it as something that you literally cannot live without? Or is it just something else in your life? And I think that's a dangerous place to get into where, um, you know, Jesus is just another relationship or, you know, the Bible is just 15 minutes every morning. And if you maybe look at it and you don't think you look at it like this, maybe it'd be a good time to kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, the Bible is something that I want. The Bible is something that, um, you know, without, I am, you know, I, I hate to use the term useless, but without God, what are we? Um, 
were useful for doing bad, but as far as doing God's work, you know, what, what can we do without them? And so um, I can certainly, you know, remember plenty of plenty of plenty of days in my life where um, you know the Bible wasn't was paramount in my life and it wasn't like something I needed. It was, but it, I didn't view it like that. And so I think it's important to maybe take a step back every once in a while and just remember that you know we need Jesus more than we know. That makes me think of Hebrews four twelve, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So like John said, read your word like I need this because it is alive. It is God's word. Um, so definitely that. Um, prayer is huge, obviously. Um, just not, like I said earlier, just not coming in to prayer with a list of requests but to seek God's heart and know him know more about him know him better for the sole purpose of simply knowing him more that might sound confusing <laughs> well, I don't think it's it's you know horrible to ask God for stuff you know he, he talks about you know if we ask him for things in line with his will that he'll mm-hmm. be faithful to give it to us and he wouldn't offer that to us if you know it was a sin for us to ask him for stuff right but you know if pride is something you struggle with you struggle with maybe you know divide your prayer time into let's say you have 20 minutes of prayer maybe the first 10 minutes you don't ask for anything and you just sit there and you go god just place your own character on my heart and just make your desires my desires and maybe the second half you know you say okay this is what i'm struggling with or this or that um but it might be a good time or it might be a good thing to approach prayer as kind of a refueling of the soul and not just you know the grocery list of what do I want today yeah draw all your strength from your quiet time with Jesus yeah so we challenge you to try going into prayer just not asking for anything because we are very selfish people mm-hmm. um, or at we, least have a time when we want to ask for it right exactly uh, so do we have anything else we can say Okay, yeah, so we thank you for listening again. Um, if you listened, we hope you just get something from it. Uh, we challenge you to pray and just give your pride to God and ask him to change your heart. Uh, being lowly and counting others more significant than ourselves is how we stand tall. Or be large for God, or be LOL. Large. <laughs> so we are praying for you, and we thank you for listening. Uh, just God bless, and we'll see you next time on Standing Tall Podcast. John, say bye. Bye. Be humble. <laughs>